0: by the Happiness 101 program. Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, sasikal, aloha, hola, ciao, bonjour, buna, and привет. It's really, really good to be with you again, and I know you'll be so happy you've joined us today because we have a very awesome guest with us. And it's Cheryl Chaffman. Cheryl is a life purpose mentor and international speaker mentor. I'm so excited to have you with us, Cheryl. Welcome. I
1: feel like I feel like I need to add one of your hellos because here in the north of England, we say, Hey, Ah, oh, that's so fun. <laughs> you probably don't need to say that too often but uh, well uh, thank you so much and thank you for inviting me here to uh, to share some wisdom uh, when you get to my age which is 60 next year you've lived a lot what can i say so you've definitely got some ideas so um, ah. yeah, i am a life purpose mentor uh, I help women and men, uh, but generally my audience are women, when they get to that midlife crisis, as people call it, to turn it into a midlife opportunity to stop asking why me and start saying why not me. And on the back of that, what happens is that when people find their purpose, they then start saying to me, oh, hang on a minute, Cho, you do a lot of speaking, don't you, from stage and on video and you know on, on interviews like this can you help me to share my wisdom now? And that's why I have those two titles. Sometimes people think they're a little bit of an odd couple, but actually they flow really, really
0: well. Indeed, indeed. I must say that when I got a sense of my purpose and my life vision in place, um, and I look at, okay, what role do I want to play? How uh, do I actually want to make this vision come alive in terms of my role, my actions? Uh, Because it's beyond, oftentimes, you know, um, and now I'm going to, I I won't sidetrack. The point was that I realized that I need to be the voice of my own cause, Like I have a mission, I have a cause, Um, you know, uh, I want to spread positivity, but also I want to, you know, share with people about how they can take control of their wellness and their happiness and, um, you know, all of that kind of good stuff. And the thing is that I need to be the voice of the message that I want to put out there you can't just depend on other people it's like yes there are other people who are saying similar things other people that I'm I'm learning from that I admire and I love and they speak but there are people who need to hear from me um, they will not be sometimes you know you, you can have 10 people say the same thing but it doesn't make the same impact on you um and sometimes you need to hear it from a particular person in their voice uh for that message to really hit you so um a lot of us were you know doing our purpose work we need to learn how to be the voice of our own messages uh so it makes total sense to me what you're doing
1: yeah well we have three parts really which is wisdom so share your wisdom yeah, it's of course increase your wealth because wealth, you know, can be uh, you know money in the hand, but obviously wealth can also be that feeling of just feeling like you're living your purpose and, and sharing it, and then of course it is leaving a legacy, because you know we're not here for a long time, really. You know, in the scheme of things, you know, even if we manage to reach you know a hundred years old, uh, that's not really a lot of time, is it? So it's about. If we can find anything that can help, you know, and, and I have to say, this is true. You know, if you can help at least one person, then mm. that's, that's great. I think that's limiting. You know, let's just not go out and hope we meet one person today. Um, one is better than none, of course. However, when you use yeah. the app of public speaking and you speak one to many, and of course, You know, if COVID gave us anything, it gave us the acceptance, if you like, that you don't necessarily have to be in a room with somebody, you know. And um, I think we get more people on, uh, you know, um, workshops, webinars, whatever you want to call them, you know, Zoom, you know, Zoom. I personally prefer to be in a room. I like to feel the energy of people. But again, you know, we wouldn't be speaking if that was the only option because you're in beautiful LA and I'm in beautiful Lincoln, (laughs) in the UK. So there's a benefit. I do just believe that sharing that wisdom, you know, if you found out something that's worked for you, that ultimately has helped you get away from the pain that you were going through to the gain or or the pleasure, if you like, of where you want to be, then why wouldn't you share it? You'd share if you went to a restaurant and had a great meal. So this is something even bigger. So, yeah, I definitely believe living on purpose and in purpose um, is definitely the way to go because I spent so many years just existing and not really being happy at all. Mm-hmm. So this is perfect for your for your channel and your your listeners and viewers.
0: Yeah, you know, you just made me think about a distinction that sometimes um, you know you talk about. Um, so there is the purpose of life you know there's um this thing that we can fall into like you said where we're just existing we're just Mm -hmm. living going day to day without any sense of purpose and you know for me um i've been there for sure and i i i don't know if this is very normal but I know for me, I kept questioning. I was like, what's even the point of life? Because I was even in the context. So the other kind of purpose was that I realized is, um, well, my purpose. What's my purpose as Samia um, apart from, you know, whatever purpose life may have. Uh, But, you know, for a long time, I was like, questioning like what what's the point of life even because it seemed to me like people just make up things to keep themselves busy and it's basically just an excuse to be doing something because it seems like we we can't just not do anything I tried not doing anything for a while because I was like I don't see the point of doing all these other things that people want me to do you know, and so I tried doing nothing, but there's something about our psychology that, you know, for a while, it will be like, yeah, I like doing nothing. But then after a while, it's like, no, no, it just can't take it. Can't take it. I need something to do. Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode. Hope you're getting value out of it. For your information, this episode has been sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Are you a change maker, coach, trainer, or healer? Are chains of fear holding you back from making the impact and income you desire? Using a unique combination of positive psychology and the spiritual wisdom of our most effective change makers, the Happiness 101 program helps you break through your limiting beliefs and manifest the abundance and success you desire with fun and ease. Interested? Book a free Happiness 101 exploration call with me, your happiness expert, Samia Just use my online calendar link in the show notes. Now back to the show. Yeah, I, I, and I genuinely believe this is why I believe that a lot of the clients
1: that are, that come to me are kind of at that, you know, 40, 45 years of age. Because I think that before, I don't think actually, I know, <laughs> you know, before you reach that age, most of your life is in service to others. So when I say to somebody, what is your purpose? Or in my my case, you know, I wrote a book called Find Your Why. You know, rather than, you know, how to become even more freaking awesome, not swearing, but being close to it. Um And it was like finding your why, you know, why are you here? Many people would say, you know, oh, my purpose is my children or my purpose is my job. And actually, that that's true. Your children and your grandchildren are definitely your responsibility. But they're not the reason why you get out of bed you know, when they're like 27 and 28, maybe when they're children. Yes, of course, that's your role in life. So I reckon that when, you know, when someone gets to like 40, 45, the children are starting to have their own lives or may have even left home. Potentially the relationship that you've had with your other half has changed because, you know, originally there was two of you, then there's a family of you, and now there's two of you again. And so, you know, we grow older, we grow wiser, sometimes we grow stupid, who knows, you know, like we, but we go off on adventures Some people. Some people get boring, you know, like there's just a change there. There's no judgment here, just, just a realisation. You know, maybe you've been in a, a a vocation, a job, and that changed, or something like COVID came along, and something happened, and, you, and you, you're right, you know, you start to ask this question, you know, what on earth is this all for? yeah no and there's so much worry and and you know in the world i mean my husband right now is in israel
0: you know he's been working
1: as a a contractor and you know it's tough because i can see him and i can see you know that he's kind of smiling you know yeah everything's okay You you know obviously i can hear the bombs and things like that and i'm just like i believe this will change what he does next yeah. Because it can't help but change it. However, until we get that moment where we go, hang on a minute, like, like potentially this is dangerous or I'm not happy here anymore. And we yeah. almost have to wait for something to happen to mm. jolt us out of what I call, well, I, I fondly say, I mean this with love, you know, I see dead people, mm. but they happen to be walking around. Yeah. Because there's no passion. There's no, there's nothing inside of them. They're just going through the hamster yeah same stuff every day you know like and i don't believe that we're here to just eat go to the toilet yeah. and then dance, although that is part of the process of course where's the passion you know like what lights you up in the morning yeah. that makes you want to get out of bed maybe not like tigger i don't think people would bounce out of bed you know only tigger but and and you know and the alarm will go off and i will still snooze the alarm and then i say to myself okay cheryl We have to get up now because we can't change anybody's world, including our own, from this bed. Like, we need to get up. You know, there's a reason for getting out of bed. Um, And yeah, I think the answer to the question is, why am I here? Really is this kind of, you know, there was a book, wasn't there, in a movie by Viktor Frankl, Man's Search, Search for Meaning when they were in prison. Some people see stars, others see the bars. Well, what about women's? search for meaning you know what about human search for meaning what is it all about to grow to develop to make the world a better yeah. place i sound yeah. a bit like my person there but you know what i mean like like it is genuinely what did we do while we were here that made a
0: difference otherwise it was just a waste of time wasn't it yeah yeah and it, okay i have to bring this out with you um to just to play a little bit of the devil's advocate because I've come across this um, in, in my work with some of my clients also and so forth. You know, like, uh, and also in my family. And actually, you know, probably it's uh, like for me, okay, so one of the realities that I've uh, always lived around in my family is people with disabilities uh, varying levels. Um, I actually uh, have I don't think I've ever lived without being around people who have some level of disability in their in their physical body um even now um my brother that I live with I'm one of his primary caregivers he's been wheelchair bound for oh my gosh now 26 years or so and uh you know beyond that I've um, you know, my grandparents, um, you know, my aunts, several uncles, um, you know, um, even I know some, you know, extended in the extended family circles. Um, and then, you know, uh, and when you have this consciousness, you to have this awareness um, and sensitivity towards people with disabilities, you sort of like, you know, s- I I don't know, like you, you, I guess attract uh, Mm -hmm. things in your life where you know you're paying attention to, and so I uh, am very aware of people with various kinds of disabilities living all around us, Mm -hmm. Um, and you know I'm aware of things like um, when there are steps and there's no slope or no elevator to get into a place, things like that, just because it's. Not a uh, personal hindrance for me, but there's so many loved ones that I have who are impacted by this. Anyway, one aspect of being around so many people with various levels of disability is, uh, for example, someone who is a more, uh, more severely um, uh, affected in terms of their physical body, like my brother, Um, his condition is progressive uh my uncle had a similar condition um so it runs in our family actually where you know their muscles got weaker and weaker with with time and so you know their capacity to move to help themselves to um you know it, it it keeps reducing over time and um uh you know so they're able to do in some ways less and less like now uh Uh, My uncle, who had the same condition as my brother, um, obviously much more progressed in the condition. He just passed away some months ago, and he was at a point in the condition where he could no longer feed himself. You know, he had someone had someone had to be there with him 24 seven to help him change, to help him eat, to help him drink, to help him go to the bathroom. And you start to see people in those situations that like, as family, as people who love them. We're, like, doing everything that we can to help them, support them, take care of them. And, I, like, I find huge meaning in helping my brother or helping my uncle or helping my grandparents um, because I feel like I'm doing something useful and being in service but um, I've heard them express very different emotions where they're feeling helpless they're feeling useless they're like what is the point of my life anymore when I used to be able to do this 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 and this and help so many people and serve so many people and now i cannot i'm just existing you know in this uh, context of my physical body is not um uh, um, you know working anymore uh and it won't do what i wanted to do what i needed to do etc and so uh it's like, what's the point of life then? You know, it, it just gives you a very different perspective on the question. And so, um, um, you know, it, it just also really made me and makes me again think about even the things that I'm doing, what's the point of them really?
1: You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, firstly, sorry for the loss of your of your uncle. And, you know, to care for somebody who... Uh, you know has a physical or mental disability is 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 like like you know I I I don't feel that I would be able to do that in extreme cases it's not it's not who I am you know I'm not able to do that so to be able to do that and care for somebody else you know for yourself as well that's a real great um skill you know and compassion my mother-in-law has dementia she's 91 this year And I'm starting to see her deteriorate. You know, we do joke a little bit. So she'll say to me, oh, we we do love each other, don't we? And I say, of course we do. And she'll say, we always have done, haven't we? And I said, well, not always. (laughs) But this is the benefit, I said, of you not remembering everything because you can't remember the arguments that we might have, you know, like we just tried to bring light to it. Um, I, I believe there's a couple of things here. Obviously, I don't have all the answers and I don't profess to have all the answers. Um, people like Stephen Hawkins, who couldn't speak, you know, who who went through uh, that awful um, uh, you know, disease that took him. I think that there is a place where sometimes that disability will drive somebody, you know, like really empower them to do something else and make a difference there. And so whether or not the person with that condition can do for as long as they can do, Uh, motor neuron diseases, um, you know, obviously takes over the whole whole body and the brain is still going. It's very, you know, it's heartbreaking to see people in in these positions. I'm sure this is what you're experiencing. My cousin, Lindsay had cystic fibrosis. So she was born with a lung disorder. And from the age of probably her awareness of around about seven or eight that she wouldn't live, whether or not she knew what that really meant, you know, a long life. But certainly from being a teenager, it drove her to live the most that she possibly could. She died when she was 27. Mm. She'd just had a baby boy five years before. And along the way, you know, they said, you'll never be a teenager. You'll never get married. You'll never be able to have babies. And all the time she was like, I'll show you. I'll show you. So I think in that, sometimes the purpose comes through. You know, I think her purpose was to be on the planet, to not have to follow rules, you know, sort of make her own as such, to have a, you know, to have Jordan, her baby. And also she left a legacy because I talk about her on stage. So she taught me that like, not a sniff, she would say, not a sniff, no, I'm not worried about that. And she actually said to me, and this is where I think we, we can get to this truth of just because somebody isn't physically able or even mentally able, you know, towards the end of their life, it is a signal for us to get on with our lives so so one of their purposes may be that they may you know if you whatever you know kind of religious thoughts you have about life if we choose the religion that we go i chose to come here to learn yeah you know to grow to expand maybe they chose to come and show us people who are not as disabled because i think we're probably all disabled in some way you know like whether or not we have fear or judgment or whatever I think that they, they came to show us that life's for living. And and if they can't, then, you know, yes, we can help them to, be, to have as, as much of a great life as they possibly can. But my cousin actually said, I wonder if everybody knew when they were going to die, if it would make a difference to how they lived their life.
0: Ooh.
1: Because every day she lived as if it was her last, life, last day, because it could have been. Yeah. Well, that's true to any of us you know, yeah. that, you know get run over by a bus you know the the bombs could come you know whatever and yet yeah. i think as humans even though we know that we're not going to exist forever we do forget we waste time mm. you know watching things on the tv that just switch the brain off that may put you in fear you know and all the rest of it and that's yeah. why i think that they're here to help us to, to get a lesson. And maybe, you know, this time around, the sun was their choice to experience the ability to have help, maybe before they were the helper. Mm-hmm. So she I do believe everything is a purpose.
0: Yes. You know, that's definitely um, one of the, you know, when you have um, a disability. Um, like especially on the more severe side, um, I mean, I I think I like I saw this very clearly with one of my grandmothers who developed Alzheimer's. She passed away also okay. actually just uh, two years ago during the era of COVID, and um, um, she 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 was always, you know, like very active and lively and she loved socializing. And so when she got Alzheimer's and she started to lose her memory and um, it, it was, it was tough for her, but it was like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I didn't do a whole lot of research, but I'm assuming it's normal for people with Alzheimer's. So at some point, or maybe she had some other uh, disorder also that was creating complications. I don't know the medical history. I just know that what I saw was that beyond um, the the forgetfulness and the challenges that she developed at a mental emotional level, um, she also started to develop physical disability. Like by the time that... She passed away. She was completely bedridden, you know, and we were, um, you know, helping her with the bathroom, food, everything. Um, And before she got to that point when she could still voice um, her thoughts, her emotions uh, coherently, um, you know, for a while, you know, it was a huge adjustment for her to to receive help like especially like when it came to going to the bathroom you know there was a certain hesitation like she wouldn't want just anyone and everyone like she she wouldn't she'd be like she only wanted my mother for a while she would only let my mom come in and help her in the bathroom but then after a while I don't know I guess she realized that my mom couldn't always be there. She still needed help. And so then she started to slowly, slowly sort of like open up her sense of who it was okay to let in to help her, you know? And so at some point I was allowed in and I was able to start helping her. Uh, but, you know, it, it's like this, to need help and then to, to actually... Allow yourself to receive help. Whoa, it's like a huge lesson to learn. Yeah. Well,
1: I think that that lesson doesn't um, confine itself to people who are, who are sick and ill. Yeah. Uh, the women that are in my community you know we will, we will talk about this and, and they'll be like I'll be like why didn't you ask for some help you know they might come out oh you know I've, I've been I feel like I've been you know in the wilderness for a little while and I've not really been feeling myself or I've been hiding away retreating and things like that and I'll say why didn't you ask for help and they're like oh no and I was like hang on a minute let's just do a little test here um, so I'll ask you the same question right so do you like helping other people I know yeah. you're asking yeah why well, because it gives you a nice feeling, yes? Yeah. Great. Right. So I then say to my, my my client, so stop being selfish. Because whilst you don't ask somebody to help you, you're denying them that same feeling that you get when you help somebody. How rude. Yeah. <laughs> and it is because we feel like, I think on some level, if you're asking for help, you feel vulnerable, as if you're not capable. The reality of it is, we all need help. We needed help to be born in this world. We didn't go, you know, our mothers didn't go into the bush and give birth, yeah. most of people in the Western world, anyway, yeah. you know, certainly in, in, in... I don't want to say civilised society, it sounds yeah. you know, condescending, but you know what I mean. Most of, I mean, I was born at... Her, but most children these days are born in hospital. There's some help straight from the way it would go. Yeah. And you will be helped when you have died and your spirit has left your body, because somebody will wash you and put you in a box potentially. Yeah. You know what that is. We get a bit doom and gloomy, aren't we? Um, however, yeah. in between those two days, yeah. we feel for some reason we have to be independent and we're not designed to be independent. We're a human being <sighs> with with community and family and people yeah. who want, you know, who don't want yeah. you to be the suffering for, for anybody really yeah so it's in- interesting that we um, we don't want to ask for the help um,
0: yeah you know just the other day i was talking with one of my aunts who is also interestingly in that stage of her life where she has been developing more and more disability in her physical body and um, she and I were talking, like we we're both sort of like um uh soulmates in terms of, you know, like certain feelings and perspectives. Like we are we are like like that. And in our family we're considered oh, these people. <laughs> They're different <laughs> from the rest of the family. Uh in any case. So um uh, both my aunt and I, we have been learning about and practicing various forms of energy healing and spiritual healing. And uh, she has her own teachers that she loves and works with. I have my own teachers and mentors that I love and work with. And every so often we compare notes.
1: Yes. yeah, yeah good, About
0: yeah. what we are learning. And in any case, uh, one of her... Uh, One of the things that she was um, attempting to practice and she was like, it just doesn't work for me. It just doesn't work for me. And that is the idea that, you know, in India, she lives in India. So in India, you know, uh, with her mentors, um, they were like learning and practicing to recognize that we're more than our bodies, which we absolutely are. And uh, some people use this realization to actually help them uh, deal with pain in the physical body, where you know they can actually, through uh, through meditation and through um, focusing on the non-physical aspects of their beingness, uh, they can take their focus off their body and therefore their focus off the pain that they're experiencing in their physical body and uh, my aunt is like i just can't do that i just cannot forget my body especially when it's in pain i'm like totally in my body and i understand the philosophy but i cannot um um uh, leave the awareness of the pain in my body when it's in pain And I was like, I can actually relate to that because I have had an issue with migraines since I was a teenager. And when I'm having a migraine, I mean, I've probably developed uh, more fear around that, like psychologically, than there's even need for in terms of like the physical reality of how bad it is. Uh, Like now, even when I'm, I'm just like when I start to feel that little. Pulse fading sensation on the side of my head that the signal, the migraines coming immediately. I'm like, Oh no, oh no. I get tense and stressed. And in any case, one of the solutions that I've found is that I, uh, like, I try, I, I've tried and uh, uh, failed to practice energy and spiritual healing on myself. In the context of um, helping me feel better when I have a migraine, but what does help is when I ask somebody else who practices um, spiritual or energy healing, and I will be like, "Please, I'm having you know pain, or I'm anticipating that the pain is going to grow. Please send me healing, and just asking for the help." I mean, I've done this experiment so many times. If I don't ask for the help, it's suffering. Ask for the help, and suddenly, I don't know what happens. It's like something releases inside of me. Something relaxes inside of me. And then suddenly, you know, I'm able to actually receive the healing. And I mean, the other person who's sending me the healing isn't doing anything different than what I would do for myself. But when I'm doing it for myself and I'm in pain, I'm just so stressed. And I'm so like, it just closes me off. But when I ask for help, somehow it just helps me open up and release and be more relaxed. And then I can actually receive the healing and experience the healing. And so it's like such a gift, you know, to to ask for help and um yeah it's a huge a huge learning it's a huge learning it's interesting really because my
1: um i mean don't get me wrong if you if you've just had an, a hand severed you know mm. or you've lost, lost your leg in an accident i'm not talking about that kind of thing but with this yeah. kind of um, you know where we can use energy work i've just recently mm. been training with a guy called jerry sargent and um it's very, very woo-woo. <laughs> That's what I would say. Um, but you know, I'm open to finding out about things. Um, Louise Hay, if you may have heard of Louise <laughs> Hay, you know, yeah. and, and, and both of these people and also I've been working with some other mentors recently. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a saying that I say, cause I get a lot of coaches, trainers, you know, people who are already speaking, come to me for mentoring. And I say, look, you could be the greatest, appendix surgeon in the world but if you've got to take your own appendix out it's messy it's painful right so to ask for help again it goes back to this asking
0: yeah but louise
1: hay around migraines for example Mm. this this could be you um it's when the body is out of alignment with with the thought process so the body the, the 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 belief behind it and i do tend to go towards this belief is that the body will be saying, hello, there's something wrong here. And we don't yeah. realise, we go, oh, we've got a headache, we've got a migraine. Yeah. But migraines generally, according to Louise Hay, are when you're trying to be perfect or you're under massive pressure. So yeah. let's just go with the second one. So you've got a migraine, yeah. you're under massive pressure. Maybe yeah. it is you're trying to be perfect about a podcast or a book or a, or a session with a, with a client. And so yeah. then you're massively under pressure how amazing is it that you've then gone, do you think you could help me? So straight away, the pressure's yeah. off you. Trying to yeah. do everything yourself. And yeah. so somebody else does some healing. And there you go. Actually, in the form of asking <laughs> to say, can you take my appendix out for me? Because I'm a bit busy. Yeah. <laughs> or my, my migraine appendix, if you like. Yeah. Then it's half of the, you, know, you, you, you resolved half of it yourself yeah. anyway. By taking yeah. that pressure. And, um, yeah. you know, I do say that this this comes up quite a lot of times. You know, a lot of the times when we're when we're teaching, you know, yeah. sharing wisdom, we're saying things that we need to hear ourselves. We just forgot that we've come out of alignment on it, and so it might be a bit itchy and scratchy is why I say, you know yeah. where it doesn't feel quite feel quite right. and yeah. And I tend to ask my group I may I may be sharing some wisdom, but I tend to say, have you has anybody else felt this recently? you know, because I know because I'll only talk about what's going on in my life anyway, most yeah. of the time. You know, with my group. And in that, you know, I did this, um, it's Tuesday today here. So yesterday was Monday and I have an ATM live every Monday where I'm, you know, sharing wisdom, etc. And I just said yesterday, is anybody else feeling like and once I'd spoken it out, yeah, she realized how insignificant the the thought was. Mm-hmm. But the feeling had been created by that thought was like this mm. kind of like, I need to talk about this to to get this off my chest or to share it and I felt amazing thank you to the ladies in the community now in theory I'm supposed to be the leader of this group however they help me just as much as I help them I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm nobody special I created a system you know called the find yeah. your wife and that helps people find their why and find their alignment and you know and live their life yeah. to the full just as I created a system to help people to be able to speak on, you know, camera or in in live. Yeah. The system's amazing. I'm I'm just a human like everybody else. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, helping and asking for help. You know, two yeah. sides. It's great yeah. To, yeah. to help somebody else. And yet most people won't ask for help. <laughs> yeah, both, yeah.
0: It's true, it's true. And in some ways, you know, like, when we think about the purpose of our life or what can give our lives meaning, it really doesn't it just come down to our relationships. Um, and, and in that context, you know, asking for help is a constant, like, give. Because no relationship can be just give, give, give. Get relation, uh, Any healthy relationship would always be give and take, give and receive. So... Um,
1: it's like, yeah. One of my other teachers, Marissa Pia, she does a little exercise where she says, okay, so I want you to just breathe in, breathe in, breathe in, breathe in. So you yeah, and then, and then she says, oh, breathe out. And then it's like, so just breathe out, breathe out, breathe out. You know, and then obviously the same thing happens. And she said, this is what life is about. You've got to give and you've got to take, just as you've said, uh, Samir. You know, yeah. it's like, you've got to give, You've got to give breath. You've got to take breath. You've got to give. You've got to take. You know, like as long as it's in equal measures, then you're pretty sorted. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tend to just want to either give ourselves, you know, and make ourselves. Um, I don't. I don't really want to use the word victim, but it can be because if if mm. giving becomes a chore or giving becomes mm. out of balance, then sometimes we feel like people are, you know, taking advantage. The reality of it is, yeah. it's an intense chore. Like, only you can feel the way you feel. Only you can decide what you want. And uh, I do have a little little thought that is, if everybody was just selfish, we'd probably be all right. Because everybody would be looking after each other, as in themselves. (laughs) (laughs) And we'd all be good. Uh, Yeah, Uh, yeah,
0: you know, this idea of being selfish, um, it's so... um, like if he, like if I could go back to you know, speaking from that more spiritual perspective for a moment, you know one of the core spiritual realities that pretty much every spiritual tradition that I have um, studied and that I know of recognizes this that the core spiritual reality is a oneness that we're all one, and and so when you think of from that perspective. It's like the whole idea of selfishness. It's sort of like, you know, if you're all one, then you really can't be really be selfish.
1: And, and the thing is, yeah, here's my 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 truth. Now, you know, really, if you're blaming somebody else for something that's yeah. happening, you are in a victim mode. Uh, of behavior you know that behavior can change when you change the way you look at things the things you look at change that amazing Wayne Dyer uh, quote and it's true because then if you start to you know if you don't feel of yourself as like you know lacking being less than somebody else you know whatever that might be and just being you know having a you know a, a human energy or, i mean an energy having a human experience then there's no competition there's no war yeah. there's no wrong. there's no right you know it just it just is then you know yeah. the place an amazing place and so it's self-awareness self-care you know when i talk about finding your why it yeah. is two things so one is the reason for you being on the planet and mm-hmm. i believe that there are five types of person and when you know what type of person you are Like, for me, that really opened my eyes. You know, I stopped being asleep and I became awake to the fact that I'm here to guide. I'm not necessarily here to do, I'm not here to dig holes or build, build buildings, but I'm here to guide other people to an awareness. I have intuition and I also care about community. So it makes sense that I would have a community where intuition and guiding was part of it. Before, I used to work for an importer who imported goods from china and i sold them to shops i kind of was guiding they were sort of my community but i wasn't really using intuition i was more spreadsheet it was clearly not the right thing for me yeah so that i didn't feel complete so when i came home at night i was drinking and that was i'm not gonna say i was an alcoholic but i was drinking to avoid a feeling of not feeling good enough, or yeah. feeling that life is boring. So that's first. Why is what is the real reason? But the other one is why are you where you are right now? Yeah. You know, most of my clients. Well, I mean, all of my clients have had a good meal. They've got a roof over their head. You know, they're not they're not um, desperate. They're not they're, yeah. they're not majorly depressed. Although they can have had depressive days. But there's also the stages that have made them feel out of kilter out of alignment not feeling great and what is yeah. going on there is that when they've gone into victimhood is that when they've let somebody else take their power you know are yeah. they allowed you know they allow they allow themselves to be affected by other people yeah it, it's our job and it is in your control and so it's the education now so then I go oh that's why I'm here to guide people to come out of that because I've been there yeah (laughs) not because i never ever felt like that I felt like that a lot of times you know yeah and I didn't have the knowledge then to be able to help myself let alone anybody else and so then it's like oh okay so there is a way and there's a pattern and there's a strategy here Mm. to be able to help people to just you know be in that space every day which means that people become more grateful for what they've got You know, people, you know, again, with your grandmother, sorry for for your loss with your grandmother a couple of years ago, you know, again, that that purpose would have been very much a two-way process. You were Mm -hmm. able to help her. That gave you purpose in that moment. She was able to teach you, uh, you know, uh, lots of things. I'm sure as your grandmother, you know, she would have taught you lots of things throughout your life. But even in those moments that, you know, when you said that she allowed you to go to the toilet, she she showed you that she trusted you. There was a person that, you know, and at the same time, you know, when she passed, you still got all these lovely memories of her. You you know, like there's so many things that a person who isn't able to look after themselves at the end of their life can give us, even in those last few moments, you know, it's like amazing stuff. I mean, sad, of course, really sad. And um, yeah, and so again, I, I just go back to my cousin, Lindsay. You know, I speak about her on stage, and it helps me to talk about the dash. The difference between the day you're born and the day you leave yeah. is your life. Uh, yeah. but on the Gravestones that we have over here, that's represented by one small dash. Yes. You know, born November 29, 1964. I'll just give you my date of birth away. You know, and whenever that date may be, hopefully, you know a lot lot longer than 100 years, <laughs> as long as my body stays with it, because yeah. maybe you don't want to be here when your body starts going. You know? But in the meantime, whether that be tomorrow or in, in, you know, another 40 years, living every day as if it is your last, not miserably, but just like, I'm going to maximise today. I'm just going to do whatever, you know, if an yeah. opportunity this way and it feels right, I'm going to say yes. If it doesn't feel right, I'm going to say no. You know, and that's very simple. I think we complicated things so much.
0: Yes. You, know, you, do, you make me think about, in the Muslim tradition, um, one of my favorite uh, lessons. It was actually one of the very first lessons that I personally connected to uh, when I was reading our scripture, the Qur'an. Um, I remember uh, this verse, and it just, like I was reading it in translation, because I don't understand it. the Arabic, the original language of the scriptures. Arabic. I'm not an Arabic speaker, so I was reading in translation, and that's how I remember it. And in translation, it said... Um, So basically referring to a time when you're in trouble, when you're in difficulties, it said, seek help in patience and prayer. And truly it is hard, except for the people who remember that their return is to their Lord. So, uh, I mean, there's just so much depth and wisdom there, but the first... uh, one of the things that had really struck me was the part about except for the people who remember their return is to their Lord meaning like if you remember you're going to die if you remember death the reality of death somehow the process of seeking help and patience and prayer becomes easier it's like it, it threw me for a loop at that time but it really stuck with me and forced me to think and consider uh what in the world um you know is this trying to teach me um uh, like what's the the wisdom here and um and i think that's that what you were just sharing sure is part of that that when you have that perspective when you maintain that perspective of ah oh, you know today can be my last day uh, this life is not forever it just it just shifts you into a very different mindset where you become more focused on life on what you have right now and appreciating it and and just doing the very best you can with what you have right now 100%
1: and you know and uh, and unfortunately as you get older you're getting closer to that day so every day you know again I think this is why you know women of a certain age are attracted to, to me to come and work with me because I think on some level you know that the worry that you've got at the time you know even if it's a partner that's you know decided the relationship's over children have left home something's happened at work in the grand scheme of things it's not that much of an issue. Mm. But you allow it to feel like rejection, judgment, Uh, particularly when it comes to the speaking on stage. You know, a lot of Mm. my clients are like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. What are people going to say? What if I make a fool of myself? What if I forget the word? You know, there's all these what if, what if, what if. It's all all, all always. And I'm like, what if it goes well? Yeah. And it kind of floors them because they're like, oh, I haven't thought about that. But what if it's the best thing you've ever done? What if the feeling that you get is amazing? What if there is one or two or 20 or 30 people in the audience that yeah. needed to hear what you had to say yeah. today? You know, so let's go to that space instead of the other. And and again, you know, it, it sounds like all I do is live my life to about death. However, what's the worst thing that can happen? Like, like you could die. <laughs> Guess what? It's coming. <laughs> I have, a, I have a phrase in my uh, in my kitchen downstairs, and it says, um, uh, "Stop taking life too seriously. Nobody gets out alive." <laughs> <laughs> and so it is about that, and you know, and, and you're yeah. right. You know, if it's the remembering that you're going to go back to where you came from originally. Mm-hmm. It's just been a ride, you know. It's, it's just been a journey. Where you know, you know, would you want to go to, um, you know, like Disneyland and and just tootle around on on the swans, you know, when you're an adult, or do you want to go on the big roller coaster? I mean, because that's life, you know. And that is, you know, that is what we say. It's not really the outcomes, but it's the journey, isn't it? Of anything. Yeah. And um, you know, my life has changed massively in the last ten years. You know, I, I mean, I've been alcohol free for eight years. I don't know how I had the time to not be thinking. Because it just completely, and I know, obviously, uh, with the Quran, you know, there's no alcohol. Anything that takes you out of who you really are, because it's almost like there's a, uh, depending on what's going on in your life, maybe sometimes you just try to forget who you are. No, remember. Um, uh, Lion King, there's a great uh, uh, line in there, isn't it? Where it's like, remember who you are. Yeah. And I think when we come to a certain place in our life where we start saying, you know, why am I here? Even those questions are like, why am I here? But it's exploratory, it's excited, it's curiosity. You know, yeah, there must be more to life than just this. Yeah, because you're gonna make it when you start thinking like that. You know, you're gonna start doing, you know, you know, your 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 whole thing is make change fun and easy. Because you have a choice. You know, and and this comes from, I mean, you know, I'm very blessed. I live in a beautiful home. i got, you know, I've got a nice little car that I drive around with. You know, I spend time with the people that I love. I still have off days and I've had many bad days in the past. Many bad days in the past. But I don't live in the past. Even when I was in that moment, I was too busy surviving to feel sorry Mm -hmm. for myself. You know, and so along the way... I I, I think through gratitude and just moving forward and trying to put one step in front of the other and just trying to help somebody else and trying to help myself, because don't get me wrong, when you help somebody else, you feel good. So it's an inside job again. You know, I'm I'm not a razor. You know, I am actually getting something out of this. I get a great feeling. All of these tiny, 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 tiny steps every day has led me to be in this place now where I feel blessed, you know, and I still will carry on doing what I'm doing because if I don't, I'll start going backwards. And why yeah. would I do that? Because tomorrow might be my last day. So yeah. let's keep, going, you know, and go to, you know, I go to bed tonight with the grace of, you know, God. I'll wake up in the morning and we'll do it all again. And um, my, my my community is called uh, the Find Your Why Women, I've got Wise Women. Um, but the lounge, which is on Facebook, is called Live, Love, Laugh Lounge. Because mm-hmm. Lindsay, my cousin, when she was 27, said, I want you to help my son to live, love, and laugh every day. Mm. So, you know, you'll find those sayings probably behind me somewhere. There you go.
0: Yeah, I do. <laughs> you
1: all over my house because yes, that's- yeah, we're here to live, we're here yeah. to love, we're here to laugh. It doesn't say war, yeah. hatred and victim. You know, you don't yeah. see many positive sayings around that. And we ourselves can only ever make our world
0: yeah. that
1: way. And then if you do the same as you are with your making change fun and easy, you know, and I'm doing the same with the live, love, laugh, and there are other people like us out there doing that, then you know, let's not get too big, but you know, like that makes the world a better place.
0: It does
1: yeah and that's okay. the easy bit it's fun yeah. and it's easy yeah. and times will be bad sometimes well you can make it easy again because you just not just but switching how you think will change how you feel and if you switch how you think change how you feel then whatever action you take will yeah. be a different action from you know being miserable feeling not so good doing nothing inaction is as bad as doing the wrong thing really um, you know but think positive and I don't mean everything in life can be changed by thinking positive you know we started talking about your family with their disabilities and things and and you know I don't want to be superficial and, and disrespectful of that and at the same time you know again we can all focus on what's wrong or we can focus on what's beautiful about these people yeah. Yeah. you know Nick yeah. Wojcic, um you know is a very well-known motivational speaker and he was born with no limbs mm-hmm. and He's married, he's got a beautiful wife, he's got great kids, he goes around and helps kids in schools, no limbs, no limits. You know, there's a way to reframe things and yeah, and I think in most situations.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's I agree I with you, I agree with you. And yeah. Cheryl, I've been having so much fun talking with you, I can keep going. <laughs> but I think we better wrap up uh, for today. Thank you so much again for sharing all your wisdom, and uh, I just love the uh, the energy that you have, and the live, love, laugh. Oh, ah, uh, uh, you know, I I could talk with you for another hour just about those three things. Oh my gosh, and ah. Uh,
1: well if I may I'll give credit to my to my cousin Lindsay for those words. Indeed. She didn't create, them, but she definitely left them as her legacy. Mm. Of course, we're about yeah. wisdom, wealth and legacy. So that comes from Lindsay. Yeah. She's still making an impact, even though you know it's nearly 25 years since she died. 90%. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. Mm. Thank you, Cheryl. Do you have do you have any last things you would like to share with our audience? Maybe uh if you have any um you want to say
1: about how they can best get in touch with you or anything else yeah sure um I would just say the first thing that I always say to my ladies and and my gents because I do have uh, gentlemen clients as well is to remember to live love and laugh every day Mm -hmm. and you are wise beyond your thoughts because of course it's all an emotion really so make sure that you feel things in life if it feels good do more of it if it feels bad Mm. maybe not do that for much longer, um, if you'd like to get in contact with me, I am on Instagram, so Doctor Cheryl uh, Chapman twenty uh, nine, also on Facebook and LinkedIn as well. And uh, yeah, look forward to connecting, and finding out. You know, tell me what your why is. Tell me, tell me who you are, what you're here to do. Uh, I do have a way of um, telling you what type of person you are. And so if you connect with me and then uh, I can tell you which
0: type of person you are out of those five people, that would be great. Thank you so much. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So my last reminder for all our listeners will be to please make sure you check the show notes because I will drop Cheryl's links in there so you can connect with them whenever you want that help and support. And until we connect next time, I wish you a lot and lots of peace and joy.